Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, March 16th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Chuck Schumer's plans for more than just judicial nominations in the Senate. Number two, the latest on how SBB's collapse is impacting possible banking legislation. And number three, how Eric Garcetti's nomination to become the next ambassador to India got over the finish line. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The top story leading Punchbowl News this AM is a sit down that we had with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on his plans for more than just judicial nominations this term. Well, Anna, also, I will I'm I would be remiss not oh, to mention <laughs> Tell that me today, tell me more. <laughs> this is the today is the first day, the first real day of March Madness. Um, the George Washington Colonials, uh, maybe the George Washington Blue Fog next year, according to what what I've been told, uh, is not has not made the the uh, uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, I don't think your St. Olaf team is is even eligible for the tournament. To all be right, honest with you. all right, all right. You know but what? I can. filled out a bracket, Jake, and we'll put it. We'll leave it there for our Punchbowl News has its own women's and men's uh, bracket challenge happening. So I hope if, you filled yours out. I did fill mine out, um, and uh, it is a Punchbowl News rule to root for the Yukon Huskies. Um, unofficial. I haven't actually communicated the rule to anybody else, though. Um, okay, let's talk about uh, let's talk about what we're here to talk about, which is the morning newsletter. We sat down with Chuck Schumer yesterday afternoon slash evening uh, in his Capitol Hill office, um, and I will say that the one thing that we kept going back to in recent uh, days and weeks is that there is oh, there was an expectation that Chuck Schumer would be spending much of 2023 and 2024 confirming judicial nominees um, in a in a, a closely divided Senate although much less closely than before uh, not much but less closely than before um, we didn't expect anything to get done with a Republican House, but there are a bunch of bipartisan bills that are are making their way through. AUMF repeal is on the floor later today. Uh, there's going to be a bipartisan railway safety bill, uh, and uh, Schumer signaled to us he could see legislation on the uh, on banking, uh, and he sees an opening to get cannabis legislation through with Steve Daines. Somewhat surprising to me, at least. Um, and um, what he said, which was interesting and is important to keep in mind, like, are we going to be as cosmic and ground shaking as the last two years? These bills he's talking about? No, but that was the most significant Senate in 40 years. Uh, you can't expect to repeat that all the time, particularly with a Republican House. So, you know, Anna, this is a it was somewhat notable to us. Yeah, I mean, and listen, I think it's I think it's super interesting, right? I mean, listen, they they still remain on historic pace in terms of judicial nominations. So uh, he's keeping that that going, but at the same time, the concept that Republicans and Democrats came together in the Senate over the past couple of years on a, as you know, he's talking about very significant pieces of legislation, but I think you also saw them really enjoy the fact that they were able to get some points on the board, right? And, you know, it, it's not going to be the IRA. It's not going to probably be cutting these massive kind of bills. But they got very close on cannabis legislation last year. 
Um, they couldn't get it done at the end, end of the day. Whether or not that moves forward, there's a there's there's a lot of effort, and and there's you know we talk to members all the time, right? When whether you're Republican or Democrat, and if you're in the Senate, you want to feel like you're getting something done. And this, I think, is just uh, the appetite has been whetted here to try and continue to find pathways forward here when it comes to maybe more tailored bills, but to get things done and not just kind of be coming in every other week and, you know, just just kind of sitting at hearings. Um, And I also want to say one other thing. I just think the the political dynamics in the Senate Republican conference have shifted a little bit, uh, but in a notable way. You have a bunch of members who are just willing to work with Democrats. Um, you have, and by the way, these aren't like rhinos or whatever by most people's, you know, commonly accepted definition. There are people like John Cornyn, Tom Tillis, Susan Collins, obviously, Lisa Murkowski, obviously. I mean, you have on, on, depending on the issue, Anna, you have, you know, Mitt Romney. There's a bunch of people that you have, uh, five to seven people who are in play. And I think that's, that's something new that we hadn't necessarily seen before. I think, and I'm just thinking of this now, I think this is probably also because of Trump. I just think that people like, I think I think it was like a palate cleanser, to be honest with you, after just four years of really crazy partisanship, that these folks are just willing to like, give it a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Certainly, um, I think it's notable, one, that Schumer is trying to take a shot. And I think, two, whether uh, he can get this done will be something uh, that we are going to be watching really closely. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Centrist Democrats hold the line against banking reform. Our very own Brendan Peterson, who uh, is covering every uh, twist and turn here when it comes to what is happening on banking uh, legislation and just the Washington environment after uh, SVB's collapse uh, has a, a really interesting item this morning, Jake, uh, on the fact that you have moderate Democrats still kind of putting a, a little bit of a like, hey, everybody, let's take a breath. They're not kind of be, being, you know, saying it's time to move super fast. That includes John Tester, Mark Warner, Tim Kaine. Um, you know, not only they're, they're not even dodging questions, they're saying like, no, it's, it, you know, they're not ready to start working with progressives on really aggressive legislation. This is the mirror image, Anna, of uh, not the mirror image, the I guess the um, contrast to what we had yesterday. That was when we when Brendan and I were discussing what we were going to work on yesterday and what we, were, we should aim for for today. I said we we handled progressives yesterday. We had Elizabeth Warren and, and Sherrod Brown and all these folks yesterday explaining why it's time to move. And now it's time to flip the coin. <laughs> it's time to talk to Mark Warner. It's time to talk to John Tester. Uh, and many of these moderates who voted for the 2018 bill that loosened re- bank regulation, including on regional banks. Um, and uh, they are taking a wait and see attitude. And and by the way, there's something interesting here in that 2018 did that 2018 legislation did um, in their view, allow kind of more rural banks to have more um, ability to operate without huge government intervention. But community banks are also in communities like Silicon Valley and New York City and places like that. So there's a, a, a desire, a hunkering, I would say, to um, hankering, I guess is the word, <laughs> to um, <laughs> to uh, uh, reconsider some of these things. But, you know, listen, Mark Warner and some other folks are saying, um, moderates are saying, you know what, actually, we should um, we should really 
see what happened before we start legislating. And I think that's an important, that'll be a driving dynamic going forward. Totally. And just the idea, I think what it does is it puts a little bit of cold water that, I mean, the the, the Senate or Washington in general is going to move really fast, right? To, I mean, it's, it's just the concept of, <laughs> right. I mean, but, but, but it's an important thing, right? I think everyone gets very, breathless, uh, particularly in times of crisis, and looks to to Washington to kind of solve the problem here. But this is going to be a, a, a several months long, if not years long kind of conversation about, you know, what are the what what the rules are, what what actually happened, what failed, and then what actually needs to change, if anything. All right, let's go to the number three story of the morning. Really interesting item about the intense lobbying to get the Senate to confirm Eric Garcetti to be the new, the next U.S. ambassador to India, proving once again, it is always good to have the president on your side. And man, did he need President Joe Biden at the end. What a squeaker of a confirmation vote. Yeah, listen, I I will say that um, the president stuck by Garcetti here and he it would have been easy for him not to. You know what I mean? Like it would have been really easy for him not to. He nominated Mr. Garcetti, former mayor of Los Angeles or then the mayor of Los Angeles on July 9th, 2021. That's a year. It's a long time ago. Many, many moons ago. Yes. I mean, give me a break. That is ages ago. And his nomination was set to the Senate on July 13th and hearings were held December 14th. 2021 approved by the Senate for relations committee for the first time january 12 2022 he was nominated anna in punchbowl but before punchbowl news turned one <laughs> punchbowl news was still a couple months old in that at that point um garcetti was the uh was very involved in joe biden's can uh, uh, nom- uh candidacy for the democratic nomination in 2020 and it would have been easy for Biden to abandon Garcetti, and he didn't. And his White House worked this vote very, very hard. And that is something that you you got to appreciate if you're Eric Garcetti. Now he's heading to New Delhi. Uh, he will be the ambassador uh, in, by the way, and I think part of the dynamic here, Anna, is that people were pissed that we don't have an ambassador to India, one of the most important countries on planet Earth, um, a, a critical partner of the United States on many fronts. Chuck Schumer, his first Codell in a long time, went to India in part. He went to other places, too. Um, this is a critical country which, you know, you can't mess around with, you know, like you have to you got to have an ambassador there. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, please share it. Tell your friends. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also go deeper on all the things we talk about here by subscribing to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.